Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is, our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, and I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast, and that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate, and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off for the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you. Punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl Jess here with my girlfriend Sarai. We are bringing you another Monday episode. And today's episode, we are going to focus on five ways, tips, to protecting our mental health as an entrepreneur. I wanted to use the word fuck in there so bad and it just went <laughs> the flow. I was like five fucking ways to, no. Yeah, but it's five fucking ways to protect your mental health. We're gonna deep dive in. Obviously we know there's 2 million ways you could you could use to protect your mental health, but there's some things that Sarai and I just kind of felt were the top five ways that you guys can really focus on taking care of yourself, things that we've done and ways that we've implemented into our life to be sure that we can show up at the highest level um, and, and play this game that we call life. Yeah, because it's not easy being a creative, an entrepreneur, a hairstylist, owning your own business, running your own business. It's really difficult. And I think one of the most important things that we can do, and tip number one is find support. So be vulnerable. I know that's such a, it can feel really yucky. And I used to think of it as the only curse word I wouldn't say. I will say fuck. I will say shit, damn hell, fuck off. Um, But vulnerable, I wouldn't allow myself to be vulnerable. Mm. And it kept me stuck because I was afraid of what other people would think or whatever. But when I started allowing myself to talk about my fucking feelings, I'm having a hard day. I'm really struggling. This client was a bitch, or I don't know how to handle this situation that came up at work. Or So when I started reaching out to people and opening myself up and being vulnerable, I found an incredible support network in my, in my peers, in my family, in my friends, people outside the industry. So finding support is really, really fucking important because even when you see people who are quote self-made, no motherfucker, absolutely not. Everyone has a support network. Everybody has somebody that gives them an idea or inspires them or talks them off a ledge. So Finding support is one of the most important things that you can do. I agree. And I think the vulnerable piece is actually just really getting honest with yourself and not letting the ego get in the way of 
asking for help and, and saying things are tough and, and not trying to fake it till you make it because, you know, again, you're the only one holding yourself back by not opening up and being vulnerable. And I've shared this story. It was a really long time ago. Uh, I got my first invitation to this live event. My friend Lori Harder gave me a ticket to her event. It was called the Bliss Project. This was many years ago. And I would say at the time I was doing great in life. And I remember going to this event by myself where I knew there'd be 300 plus women at it. And I was do to do into the yoga in the morning, said hello to the, ne- the girl next to me. And then I went into this event and there was these amazing speakers. And I remember looking around at all these women and you know people were sharing and they were hugging and they were crying and they were doing these deep exercises in this work. And I was looking at this workbook like, okay, wait, fuck. I have friends, like I'm good. Like I don't need to like hug this lady next to me and have like a fucking moment and like tell her all my shit. Like I'm fine, like I don't have any issues. And then I looked at the the exercises in the book and I'm like, I actually can't answer any of these questions. And they were simple things like, what's your five-year plan? What's your vision? Where do you wanna be in life? And I was like, well, shit, I don't know. All I'm doing is surviving right now. And I was just like getting, I was just checking boxes. And it's so crazy because I, I I left that event feeling very depleted rather than filled up. And I was like, wow, I think there's some work I need to do. And it was getting vulnerable with how I was really doing and where I really wanted to go in life. I'd never been in a room with that many people who were willing to be like, oh, this is hard. We want these things. We have these goals, but like, we don't know how to get there. And there's shit. Our life's, you know, we've been dealt some cards that weren't great. And so I offered to go back that next year as a volunteer and I sat in the room and I was like ferociously writing in the book because <laughs> a year later I'd opened up those gates of like, what is possible? What do I want? I started to ask myself deeper, better questions and have conversations with people that actually like could help me work through things. And then I was a volunteer every year for the next like three or four years for that event. And just watching other people have those moments of vulnerability changes everything. And when you can put yourself out there to ask for that type of support and just know that you're not alone, it makes things so much easier to like work through. Yeah, absolutely. And also you never know how somebody else can help you by being vulnerable, by saying, you know what? I really want to hit this goal. And I just, I'm scared. I don't know how, Hey, I have this connection. This simple things like that. And you know, it gets heavy when we try to carry all the burden of life on our own, right? Nobody can do it alone. And that heaviness can start to wear on us and, and it can really drag us down. So by sharing, by being vulnerable, we open ourselves up to a world of possibilities that we might not have even known if we if we hadn't shared. So being vulnerable isn't a curse word. It's not a bad thing. You know, you don't have to share your, you know, I took a shit this morning and, and yeah. it was really like, juicy. Like you don't have to get vulnerable like that. I'm not talking about that. Okay. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Um, but really like really getting vulnerable, not only with yourself, but with other people um, yeah. and helping having people help you carry the burden of life is really fucking important. Well, and I think so many times if we've gone so far in like, say our career or in in life or whatever, we think we should know the answers to certain things. And so often we don't want to admit that we don't know the next right step or the next thing to do. And I see that a lot in the coaching space with this mastermind that I'm a part of and coaching in is a lot of people feel like they should be in a different place at their life. So they don't want to be honest that they're not making the kind of money that they want or that they had a failed launch or that nobody bought their course or program or that 
they have nobody liking their content. Like nobody wants to admit that sometimes because they're, it puts them in a vulnerable place. So this this vulnerability piece can mean something different to anyone listening right now. So, but it, you know what we're saying, like there's something you're feeling right now when we use this term that you know you're holding back on and not allowing yourself to like be real and honest with really yourself first and then sharing with other people second, right? Because the vulnerability piece may need to just be with you in the, in the beginning stages of, of you learning how to do this of like, I really don't feel good about what I'm doing right now. And then having the car, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, because it starts with you. And again, we can't dump all our shit on other people and hope that they'll fix it. You know, you right. can throw money at stuff and hope that like, well, I went to that thing and it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> you know, it, I went to that therapy session and nothing happened. Like, you know, you have to take action on certain things and you have to get really like clear on why you're talking about the things that you're talking about. Why are you feeling the the way that you're feeling? And it's getting curious about that and asking yourself better questions will help you get to that vulnerability piece where you'll start to be vulnerable and you won't even realize that's what you're doing. It's just part of who you are now. And that's how I think Soraya and I show up. We just, we are open books and it's helped our careers and it's helped bring the right people into our life so that we are now getting to work with people who get us. We don't have to try to be anybody that we're not because we've been vulnerable enough to like, totally be ourself so the power in that and how that feels like that is definitely number one on the you know helping you get to a better mental state for sure and let's segue into the second one that you already mentioned coaching Mm. listen therapists coaches are a godsend i i've had the the amazing fortune to work with jess as my coach and I was a little like scared at first. Cause I was like, oh, I want to do all these things. And like, I don't know how to do it. And just was like, let me help you. Let me help you. And I was like, wait, what, what are you fucking serious? So just by me being vulnerable, I said, okay, cool. Let's work together. So whether you work with a coach, um, a therapist, a healer, whatever it is asking for help, maybe you don't know where you want to go in life. That's okay. We don't have to have it all planned out. Maybe by sharing with a coach, a therapist, they can help you sort of untangle that path and sort of help you see things a little bit clearer. And it's another space to be vulnerable in. So hire a coach, go to a therapist. It's honestly one of the best investments you will ever make in yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think really vet out people that you see have a gift to, to do certain things that you want. Like, it's not just go out and hire anybody. You know, if you if you are having relationship issues with your partner, like you go seek out the best relationship coach that you can find. You're not going to go to like somebody who does specific coaching for something else or, or therapy for something else. Like you want to niche down when it comes to knowing what you need help with. But I think sometimes if you get to the real piece of it, like I didn't really ever have trouble asking for help. Sometimes I was so stuck and I didn't know what I needed help with. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like how Sarai talks about she she was in a place where things were really working pretty good. But once we had a few conversations, she was like, oh shit. Like she was vulnerable <laughs> enough to share certain things about the business part and like some things with life that felt overwhelming. And like the membership was like really like daunting and all the tasks she had to do in order to make, make sure everybody was happy was a lot. And I was like, there's a better way. And so yeah. we, we deep dived into that and we found ways and resources. And that's where Amy came into play. And, you know, you can, once you speak things like, Hey, this is like, I'm doing it, but it's really hard. And I feel like, fuck, it's like just putting yourself out there. That was a vulnerable moment in which I had an opportunity to step in and help facilitate some change that made her life easier. Um, Wait. 
So it's like, sometimes it can be so simple of just having a conversation and whether like maybe that person knows how to help you or they can refer you to that person. That's what I feel like has kind of become my strong suit is like this networking piece of like, if someone says that they need something, I will figure out how to give it to them. Um, And that comes by putting myself in rooms, getting vulnerable, saying I don't know shit and then learning the things and meeting the people and like continuously trying to figure out ways to like make my life better. Therefore, sharing that with people. And and that's why we have a podcast because we're here just to help give you resources and tips and tools of how you can make your life easier, more fun, more successful, all the things. Yeah. So number three, and I know Jess, this is probably one of your favorites to talk about is your daily practice and your non-negotiables because this sets the tone, not for your business alone, but for your life. What are you doing in those extra 15 to 30 minutes in the morning or in the evening? What are you doing? What are you offering yourself that is non-negotiable? Because those things are really important. And especially as a hairstylist, like behind the chair, you're absorbing people's energies all day, all day. And it's problems and it's joys and it's laughs and it's tears and it's all of those things. And sometimes we need to, we need to get our head right where it's like, okay, you know, you look at your schedule for the day and you're like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to protect my energy today or yay. I'm really excited. Let's start the day off with being grateful. Let's say our gratitudes, let's do a five minute meditation. So carving out time for yourself, One of the things that I see every fucking week when I go to therapy, my therapist has this little plaque. And and the first time I went there, I was like, that's fucking stupid. I told her that point blank. I was like, this is fucking stupid, Kate. She's like, okay, okay. I I get that. It says self-care is not selfish. And I look at that thing every fucking week. And the more I see it, the more I believe it. Because I thought self-care was, you know, going to the spa and taking a bubble bath. No, self-care for me is getting up every morning and starting my morning with my sound bath, with starting with my affirmations, with the five goals that I want to accomplish today, with the three things that I'm going to do to take care of myself. That is my daily practice now that has completely transformed my mindset and given me tools to operate a little bit better throughout the day. Yeah. That, I mean, I love that she has that in there. I have a sign up in my uh, office that says there's two of them. Actually one says everything's figure outable, which is a quote from Marie Forleo because there are times where like you think you can't figure shit out or you're not going to find your way. Like everything is figure outable, which is so true, especially with Google university and the support <laughs> system of like this podcast alone. Um, And the other one is you're kind of a big deal. Like I remind myself that like with positive affirmations in the the moments throughout my day, it doesn't have to be some grandiose like thing, but like the non-negotiables of like, no, this is how the energy I want to show up. And so it's there for me to see when I step into my space, like you're, you're a big deal, like be a big deal, take up space. Because I think a lot of times we're afraid to take up space. Therefore we don't want to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think a lot of people realize they're like, no, I'm good. Like I'd speak up, but they don't. And so there's that limiting like belief of like, do I deserve to take up space enough to ask for the questions or to get the help? Um, You deserve to have those non-negotiables in place because non-negotiables for me, I always describe them as pre-decided decisions that we make in an emotionally sound place. So like if you're emotionally sound in the morning, in those 15 to 30 minutes that you're giving yourself, it's going to relate for the rest of the day. You're going to set the tone for how the day goes. If you wake up in this chaotic state of energy and you're just constantly just trying to like get there and get by and figure the things out and you forgot your lunch and you didn't 
you know, make time in your schedule to go to the bathroom or take a break or go outside. Like I loved doing hair when I created space in my day for a 30 minute lunch to like leave this literal physical space, not just go in the back and have lunch or stand there and shovel food in my mouth to leave and walk and maybe get a coffee or leave and go have my lunch somewhere outside. Like I would come back in in such a different state and yeah. it seems so simple. Oh, you went outside. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's though that's a self-care practice is taking time to step away from the energy that you're having to be in all day. And like she said, like if you're an entrepreneur and you're seeing clients or if you're a hairdresser and you're seeing clients, like some days you look at your schedule and you're like, oh my God, I have all my favorite people today. And other days you're like, oh fuck, it's her. Cool. Like <laughs> and, and it's a lot to take on. And there were days I would get to my car and I had this one client for 12 years. She came in every single week and it was either a blow dry, a base color. She would like switch out, like spread out her appointments so she could get a fresh blowout every week. And I would sometimes end my day like pounding on my steering wheel, like screaming in my car. Like that was the energy. She was just like, I couldn't even say anything was wrong with her. We just didn't vibe. I just wasn't, it wasn't a vibe. And that self-care would have been actually letting go that client go. But like, there were things that I, I would, I would come home and I would just take that energy with me. And I ended up getting divorced because I didn't have the tools in my younger twenties to like figure out how to like differentiate leaving work at work and like processing like that kind of energy. I didn't have a practice. I was just like, fuck everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to make the money. I can't get rid of that client. And it's just such a negative place to be. But I didn't have people like us to tell me like there was a different way. There weren't podcasts 20 years ago when I started out like this, you know, it was the head down grind mentality of like, you fucking chose this career, like do what you got to do. Say yes to everything. Yeah. And, and now we're realizing it doesn't have to be that way. And I love that you said like going out for a coffee, like one of my favorite things to do when I'm at work behind the chair is I go outside. I just sit, I just sit in the back. It's like, for me, that five minutes re-energizes me. If I'm having, you know, a shit day, I can voice memo. I can text my husband. I can be like fucking goddamn it. Motherfucking ass sucker. I know that in those five minutes, I'm going to get that out. I'm going to go back in and I'm going to be like, what's up? All right, cool, cool. Let's do this. It's really important that we do carve out time, whether it's, you know, 15 minutes, five minutes, 30 seconds, it's sitting in your car for 20 minutes before you get home, because we do absorb so much energy every day, even out in the world, even if you're not a hairstylist and you're listening to this, an entrepreneur, a creative, if you've got a nine to five job, it doesn't fucking matter. We humans absorb so much energy from everybody else. And then we take that energy home. We take that energy out to dinner with our friends. We're in a shit mood. We're snapping at our partner. We're yelling at our dog, our kid. We have to learn to decompress and do something with that energy. Mm. Would have saved, would have saved me a couple marriages. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, and I love, I love that you said earlier something about asking for help. And I want to segue into point number four, which is outsourcing. So a lot of times outsourcing, it sounds like a fancy corporate word. And I really like the word outsourcing. It just means hire a fucking cleaner, hire somebody to do your social media, hire somebody to pick up the kids. It means asking for help in a different way because we cannot fucking do everything. And I don't care how much of a superhuman, super mom, super dad you are. Everybody needs help back to our first point. Yep. So in order to protect our mental well-being, what is something in our day that we could get rid of? Is it that we hire a cleaner to come in once a month so that I can save myself six hours and I can, you know, take a bath or I can go for a walk or I can take my kids to the park. I can go on a walk with my dog. 
being able to outsource, and I'm not saying you have to have a huge fucking budget. You know, there are virtual assistants who you can hire for $12, $13 an hour to help you with your social media. There are apps out there to help you write your content. Yeah. Okay. Um, copy AI is one that I use. I think it's a free resource. Um, you know, having somebody do your laundry, taking it to the cleaners, they do a wash, dry, fold thing for like, you know, 75 cents a, a pound or something. So there are ways to outsource things in our life so that we can concentrate on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think I- it's really important to give yourself permission. You don't have to be rich to have a fucking cleaner. You don't have to be rich to have somebody do your copy. Allow yourself that permission to outsource some things that are really dragging you down that aren't helping you get to your goals that are draining your mental health. Yeah. There's an exercise that Dean Graciosi like, like drove into when I was going through his mastermind program years ago and it's automate, delegate and eliminate. A lot of times we waste time on things that could easily be automated, you know? Um, and, and same with like, whether it's getting your groceries delivered every Monday so that you have food for the, for the kids, or you're, you're, you're going to eat well that week. Like that doesn't cost you anything extra really than the, and the grocery trip. If you love grocery shopping, then stick, stay grocery shop, right? Choose the things that really drag you down or that you procrastinate, that it takes you 10 times longer than it would to pay someone to come in for two hours and clean your house. In two hours, I can make three times as much money as it costs me to have that lady come in and clean my house. So like I schedule my cleaner on the days that I'm having a long day at the salon. So she can come in, my, I come home my house is clean it feels like an equal exchange and a good way to kind of figure out if you have the budget for something is break down your hourly like what are you making right now hourly if you can pay somebody a, a portion of that to do the things that will help you then you're over here making more money you can delegate right so if something costs 25 dollars an hour for the cleaning lady or for whatever and you're over here making 100 dollars an hour that's a that's a you're better served over here making your 100 dollars an hour and paying someone else 25 to do that thing because if you could work one more hour at the salon or you could do one more shift or whatever that you actually enjoy, that's going to move your needle in your business, do that versus doing the cleaning or the grocery shopping. We're just giving those two examples. Again, if you love doing them, then YOLO. But Come to my house. I yeah, come to my- Kansas. Come on over. Come on when, over. When Kai was little, I lived at the beach and I had a small place that saw this teeny washer and dryer and like you have a kid and clothes and laundry like I would just pile everything up every like I think it was Fridays or Thursdays there was like a special that they did it was 99 cents a pound and I would take everything and these guys were amazing they would fold all the clothes put them all together and it was like Christmas every time I came to pick up my clothes I was like never more thankful to pay 40 bucks to get my laundry washed I could have spent only 15 at the little laundry place and done it myself but it would take me all day and I just the like, I could have been sitting at the beach having quality time with my son. So even though I wasn't necessarily making money, quality time, that's fucking priceless. I would rather a whole Saturday with my kid versus like mom has to do laundry. Like, fuck that. So outsourcing is key to any high level entrepreneur or person of success. Like they don't do the the menial tasks. They just don't anymore. Like even getting your car washed, like they automate that. Like I have an automation. I go to the same car wash and it's a drive through. It's 25 bucks a month. I could do it myself for free in my front yard. But But is it worth it for you? I don't have the time, you know, I don't have the time. And I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather drop the car off or go to the beach for three hours with my kid. So it's, it's prioritizing what's more important and saving money where you can and automating, delegating, or just straight up eliminating certain things that are wasting your time. Absolutely. And number five, this is, this is the hard (laughs) one. This is the really difficult one is radical self-acceptance. 
So that's a term that I've heard a lot. And I, I didn't truly understand it until I really started digging into therapy at the beginning of this year. So radical self-acceptance isn't like, oh, I'm so perfect. Everything's great. I'm fucking amazing all the time. And no, radical self-acceptance means I have feelings. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. It's I love myself regardless, regardless that I just threw a fucking temper tantrum, like a five-year-old because some shit didn't go my way. That's okay. I still love myself. Radical self-acceptance is one of the things that I think a lot of humans struggle with. We don't feel good enough. We don't feel worthy enough to have that house. We don't feel worthy enough to take that course, to invest in ourselves. Bull fucking shit. You are amazing. You are fucking worthy. Do you have problems? Fuck yes. I have problems, but I love myself with all of my faults, with all of my flaws, in spite of, because I am a fucked up flawed human, I love myself and I deserve happiness and I deserve wealth and I deserve goodness. And when we can even start to say those things, even if we don't fucking believe them, and again, I struggle daily with negative self-talk. That is that is my big hangup. And I know that even though I have these thoughts and I have these feelings, I'm still fucking awesome. I still deserve to, to take my career to the next level, to, to buy that, you know, whatever I'm wanting. Radical self-acceptance means you show up every fucking day for your fucking self. And this, I feel like this goes and ties in with number one, which is the vulnerability piece. And I think being in a place where you can be vulnerable and expressive to others helps you find this place of radical self-acceptance a lot sooner than if you really try to strong arm it on yourself, on your own. And I think you've come into the radical self-acceptance through the forms of therapy and the work that you've done and the showing up and not dying, doing the hard things and like creating those habits in your daily practice of like, I love myself so much. I'm carving out this 30 minutes, even if I have to wake up earlier, even if it means like my husband's mad because they get out of bed in the morning, even if it means my kids can't come in my special room for 30 minutes until I've had mommy time or whatever. Like that's also radical self-acceptance of like, this is what I deserve. And so I'm going to, I have to give it to myself because I can't ask anybody else to give me that, what she just said, the happiness, the falling in love with yourself, the self-care that we talked about, like only you can carve out that time and do those things for yourself. And so you have to know that you're worthy of it. And until you start to give them to yourself, will you actually feel it in your body that you like are in love with that, that feeling of taking care of yourself and accepting the flaws and all of the things that we all have. Um, and despite of all that, you're still going to show up for yourself. Yeah. So I think, and I hope that these five tips and reminders will keep your head in the game when it comes to taking care of your mental health, because we see, the term mental health all the time being being talked about on social media, but we just really wanted to dive into five things for now that are like really like we thought the important things of like supporting yourself right like so finding support and being vulnerable like getting actual professional support if that's what you need through a coach or a mentorship program or a therapy your daily practice right we will forever and always talk about those non negotiables and habits that you need to start outsourcing asking for help, delegating, automating, eliminating, whatever is holding you back from making the moves and getting the shit done and the radical self-acceptance piece. Um, 
just keep showing up, listening to these podcasts, getting all the good shit poured into you. Cause that's what we're here just to support you in, in, in staying in the game, right? Like don't give up and know that us two are going through challenges on the daily. And we sit down and we, we talk about how we can help show up and support you guys more in your journey to becoming whatever it is that you want and uh, having whatever you want in your life. Like Sarai said, you'd all all deserve happiness and financial abundance and to be able to treat yourself and do the things that you want um, and get around people who also believe the same thing. That is key. You know, there are people in our lives. I mean, you could probably close your eyes and think of 10 people right now that, you know, in your inner circle who don't feel that way, who don't think they deserve to have a nicer house or a better car or a better life for fuck's sake, or, or deserve to look better or feel better or eat better or whatever, you know, stay away from those people, spend as much minimal time as you possibly fucking can. That is self-love right there. That is protecting your mental health. So if you guys have any other tips to add to our five, we would love to hear them from you. Uh, Tag us on social media with your top five mental health um, support system legs or whatever you want to call them. Um, and, And hopefully this will remind you that you can use these and come back to them whenever you need them. Yeah. And know that that you're fucking awesome and you can do hard things and you are worthy of happiness and abundance and greatness and you are supported and you are loved. We'll see you guys next Monday. Bye friends. Hey you. Yeah. You, the badass independent lady boss dreaming out the window. I see you. I get you because I was you. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're sick of trying to fit into the same boring business owner-shaped box as every other stylist and creative entrepreneur out there. Maybe you're more than ready to expand and explore your personal brand. Maybe you're just a little scared to show up as your authentic self and stand out. Maybe you're just curious about how to best diversify your revenue streams and create new opportunities. You know, make it rain. Maybe you're just ready to manifest the life you've always imagined, but you've stayed too busy in the doing. You guys, you know, it's Jess here, your brand and business mentor for creative, independent stylists and entrepreneurs and the founder of the Beauty Insiders membership, right? We're going to get right to it. I know how it feels to be ready for more because until a few years ago, I was standing right where you are today, doing everything that everyone else said I should, but never really feeling like it was enough, like it was right. I had dreams of starting a podcast, amplifying my voice, writing a book, stepping out from behind the chair and onto the stage, coaching and empowering other creative badass ladies like you to follow their own dreams. And it wasn't until the pain of staying stuck got stronger than my fear of starting something new that I decided to take action. I decided enough was enough. I sought out other like-minded, independent, and creative badasses, developed a community focused on empowering, educating, and inspiring each other to confidently pursue big dreams and ideas, to get out of our own way and live a life aligned with our bigger purpose. And just like that, the Beauty Insiders membership was born. The Beauty Insiders membership is an exclusive members-only hangout designed with you in mind. So not only is it a place for me to share with you all the golden nuggets I've learned through the process of nurturing a crazy idea into a thriving community, organizing sold-out events, hosting soon-to-be a top-rated podcast, and building a six-figure business with basically a wing and a prayer, but it's a place for you to share your journey as well because I firmly believe that we're not meant to grow at it alone. This was my membership previously offered at $500 a month, but it's currently available for only $25 a month. And so according to my latte that I paid $10 for this morning, that's less than the cost of a cocktail and appetizer. The doors opened August 1st. If you're joining us a little bit later, whenever you hear this ad on this episode, I challenge you to ask yourself, do you have time for two monthly calls a month where you're gonna get real-time Q&A with a variety of different industry professionals that I'm bringing on 
Do you want to expand your networking opportunities? Do you want to be part of a private community filled with other badasses like yourself? Then you definitely need to click on the link and check out what this is all about. I am inviting you personally because I feel like it's something that is so, so needed. And without community, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I would not have this podcast. I would not have a platform that's helping me amplify my voice and get education and opportunities into the hands of people like you. And so for that, I'm so grateful that you're here listening and tuning in. It always means the world when you share this podcast with other people. And I just really want to touch base with you and get to know you more. So check out the link and let me know if this is a right fit for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. Oh,